Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for this Tuesday, Arthur's Tuesday. So I was delighted to be joined by another author today, David Green, who's um, got a series of books, fictional books. So um, it was great talking to him. Um, I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks a lot for tuning in and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for this uh, this Tuesday, um, Arthur's Tuesday. So I'm delighted to be joined by another guest, um, Dave Green. Um, so um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a really good author and he's after um, releasing a number of um, books. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Dave tonight about it. So you're very welcome along tonight, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too far away from you. I'm, uh, I, I live in, in Athenry, just outside of Galway, so just down the motorway, I think. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you've nothing to do with writing that song, though. It feels about right. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is, there is lots of fields around that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, thanks a million for joining us. No, you're very good. So we'll probably start off the podcast. Um, if you want to tell people about your the book series you, you have out there at the moment, um, to, if you could maybe let people know, the listeners know, and how they can purchase the books as well, it'd be great. Sure, yeah. So um, I have uh, two kind of uh, series at the moment. They're both um, fantasy uh, series. So I have one, uh, which is like dark fantasy, which is kind of like uh, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones kind of one that's called In Solitude Shadow. Um, so that's out at the moment. Um, you can get it on Amazon uh, and you can get it in um, uh, Waterstones and, and all that, those kind of places. Um Physical copies are our ebook. Um, it's been reviewed really, really well. It's been up, it's up for a couple of awards, I think, as well, which is which is good. Um, yeah. And then my other series that I have is like um, it's an urban fantasy noir. So it's kind of um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Dresden Files or anything, which is like a, like it's kind of like it's like a private investigator in like a in a fantastical kind of world. So basically, it's called a Nick Holleran series. The first book is Dead Man Walking and the second one is Devil Walks in Blood. Um, but we've just done a new cover for the second one and I've done it as a special edition. So that both the books are in the same, are in the same one. Um, yeah. And it's basically the private investigator and he, he, he gets killed, um, but then he gets resuscitated. And when he's resuscitated, he realizes that heaven is real, but also so is hell. And we live in hell, earth is hell. And he can see all this different stuff. So he kind of... He uh, wants, when he dies, he wants to get back into heaven because he's seen it's real. So he's, he's taking all these kind of cases and stuff and trying to keep his nose clean. Um, but he's also trying to figure out, like, why is the world the way it is and all this kind of stuff. So it's um, it's, it's, it's quite a fun, so quite different series that I, that I do. Um, but uh, they're, they're both fun to, the fun's are right. Yeah, they sound very interesting. Got to, I must get my hands on a copy of them myself. Yeah, thanks very much. And, and the, yeah, so... Um, uh, have you always uh, written yourself? Uh, um, have you always been interested in writing, David? David? Um, yeah, um, I've, I've not been writing very long, to be honest with you. Um, it's something that I just really kind of picked up when the pandemic started. Um, I'd always wanted to, and I started doing creative writing lessons um, just a bit like a year before the pandemic, and, and that was basically just going once a week when it was like permanent and like that. So, and, um, you know, doing writing exercises, but I've always been a huge reader. Like I love reading. I have yeah. done since I was a kid. Um, 
and um, it was always something that I like. I was like, I want to, do, I want to try it at least, at least try and see if I can do it. And it was always one of those things where I was like, you know what, I can't do it right now because of this or because of this. Yeah. I'll do it this time or I'll do it this time. I'll do it this time. It was always yeah. pouring it off and pouring it off. Oh yeah. So um, I, my son, I, I had a, a son, but he's my uh, my first kid, and um, I decided to um, stay at home to look after him. Mm. Um, when he was when my wife went on to maternity finished maternity leave and um, I was like I need to do something else otherwise I'm going to go insane yeah no, no. <laughs> and, then, uh, and so I was like well you know what I'll, I'll do this I'll give this writing thing a, a try so I um, started to create writing lessons and I was writing a, a book a chapter a week and um, well, these things and um, when I finished that book it was March 2020 and I just had this finished book and I was like I have no idea what to do with it um let's just see what what we can do and I started kind of looking around at the on the online writing communities and found like submission calls for anthologies and um other things like that and I was like okay let's, let's try and do this so and that was basically it so like like professionally I only started March 2020 and um yeah so it's like I'm, I'm pretty inexperienced but like um it's been very very successful since I started um way more successful than I, I wanted to do because when I started submitting stuff to, to places in in March uh I, I said to myself if I get one thing published this year then that's a success that's great <laughs> and I ended yeah. up having like something like school stories accepted in different publications and then my own stuff as well so it was yeah it went it went really really well yeah that, that's brilliant because that's funny because i had one of the other questions i asked you how did the pandemic affect your writing you know so like that's that's a really yeah. success story from the pandemic because i had a similar thing to happen to me as well so that, that's that's brilliant isn't it that's that's really really good yeah like i mean it's, it's funny because like i know it, it's it's a difficult one with a pandemic because like you hear some people that have like achieved like amazing things during it and you have other people that have really struggled because of yeah. You know, yeah. and I think either way is just like um, you can understand either way because I mean, with, with myself, I was always quite um, introverted. So, and because I'd already, and, and because I'd already made the decision to stay at home with my son, forced onto me a little bit. I would have been kind of like, oh man, I think the, the walls are closing in, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so because I had because I'd already kind of decided to do this, it was um, it, I just found it a lot kind of easier, and it was like almost like writing each night was kind of like um, kind of like a comfort blanket because you'd, you'd you'd hear all this stuff during the day, and you'd be looking at the news, and you'd have people texting you and doing video calls because like you, you couldn't see anyone, and it was all this kind of like anxiety during the day and everything, and then once got the, the, the boy to sleep and everything, it was like right, okay, I'm just gonna just disappear into my laptop and just do create something and just do something and um yeah and I, I just did that six days a week so uh, you know um if I just Friday was the only day that I didn't write in uh, I wrote every other day and uh, that was my kind of thing where it was like well this is how I'm coping with with the pandemic but that was a good strategy you had there for writing like to because some people don't have a kind of a strategy just kind of write whenever they have time but like when you set something down I think that's that's a good way of doing it isn't it uh, Dave would you agree with that? 
Yeah, it, it worked for me. Like, I, I mean, everyone, everyone's different. I was, I was talking to, um, I was talking to, you know, Ken Bruin, who does the Jack Taylor books. He has the, yeah, the him, yeah. yeah, he's, he's in, he lives in Galway. So, um, I, 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 I you know, you bump into him sometimes. I was doing something, uh, before the pandemic and, uh, he was at the same thing and I was just chatting to him. And he was like, yeah, he's like, um, I released like, and he was like, he releases two books a year and he basically says, he writes every single day. He wakes up in the morning at about six o'clock. He writes two pages, and he uh, records it on a dictaphone, and he just leaves it. Goes off the rest of his day, and then when he gets into bed at night time, he listens to the dictaphone. And then if he likes it, he leaves it. And if he doesn't, he just next morning deletes it and writes it again. But he's like, if I write two pages a day, three hundred and fifty-six days, three hundred and sixty-five days a year, then that's eight hundred odd pages. Yeah, and that's how we how we. But you know, the people that like you have like you know the most successful writer probably in the world is Stephen King, and he just like does writing sprints. He'll just like yeah, you know, he'll take a week and just write almost well in the in the seventies and eighties. He was doing all sorts of stuff to keep himself awake to, to, uh, to write. Um, but I'm someone I, I need I need a routine. Like um, I I kind of got out of the routine over the summer a little bit with um with like you know because everything was kind of opening up again a little bit and it was like more distractions I kind of got out of my routine and and uh, I kind of craved getting back in so I've been looking forward to like autumn and winter and like yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah good stuff good stuff and um I suppose I'll ask you as well you know when you're um you know when you're writing like you've done so well with with the amount of books you've done so far that's brilliant well done but um, you'll yeah. have to kind of share them with me as well. I'll put them on the show notes for people to to find the links. So if you share the links, I'll do that for you as well. But um, yeah. the question I was going to ask you as well, do you know sometimes if some somebody, sometimes you kind of hit a wall, uh, metaphorically wall, um, when you're writing, like you could have writer's block, um, how do you, do you motivate, motivate yourself to keep going if that, if that happens to you, Dave? Um, it's, it's a funny one. Um so when I first started kind of doing this, I was doing it kind of for my son. I was kind of like, I want, I want him to have something when he's older to kind of look back and say like, you know, because I, I went to university and all that kind of stuff, but I kind of just fell into retail. And I was like in retail management, management for years. And um, when I kind of stopped that and kind of started looking after him, I was kind of like, I don't have anything to really show for <laughs> um, what I've done in the last like however years. So I was like, that was the thing that was the, that was the main motivation was, was that. And like whenever I kind of do things, I always kind of look for an external reason. But then I realized um, last year that, that um, after getting something published and having these things, I was kind of like, that external thing is only going to get you so far. It needs to come from something you need. To, so I was like, I need to do it for myself. So it's like, I need to do something for me and stop trying to say that like, all these things are for other people and just say, this is, this is something that is for you that you want to do and you want to enjoy. So that was, that's something that I've only, that only clicked with me in the last year really. And, and um, that's, so that's one. So when I do kind of struggle, it's like, you know, this is something that you enjoy. You've found something that it's not just a hobby. It's like a, it's something that you that you love to do and, and do it for yourself. And I, you know, sometimes you do get you hit those kind of things. And what I've realized is just is just to keep writing, but not necessarily the thing that you're working on. So say I'm working on like what a sequel to one of my books and kind of find it tough. What what I'll do is I'll just um instead of working on the story, I'll just like take one of those characters and just write a little short story about that character about a different point in their lives 
or something like that, just just to kind of keep it ticking and keep the, the brain ticking and yeah. and that, but just do something else and just um, and then that kind of unlocks them. You're like, oh yeah, well, you might discover something about this character then that, that you didn't realize before, or you might like just have an idea where it's like, oh, this could actually work as this, and then you kind of go back into it then, but. Um, that's what I mean. That that's again. That's what works for me. Like it, it might not work for other people. Um, yeah. Where it worked for me anyway. Yeah, and no, thanks a lot for sharing that because you might have people that have the same kind of issues and that would really help them. So that that's great. Thanks very much for that, David. And you did mention you, you've done. Um, you've got true to publishers and they've accepted it. That's brilliant. Like, and um, you, how how has self publishing worked out for you as well? Have 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 you found that a really good avenue as well yourself? Um, yeah, so I um, I've not really gone into the, the self publishing bits so much. I, I work with an independent publisher, so it's like um, it's, a, it's a smaller it's a smaller um, so basically like with, with, with the writing you have like you have self published, independent, and then traditional. Um, and then, so the independent one is kind of like a halfway house between mm. between the two. And, okay. and there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with self publishing. Like I know yeah. loads of people do it, and it's it's. Yeah. Um, Maybe ten years ago, it might have been something that people kind of looked down on a little bit, and, and maybe in some circles, some people still do. But it, there's so so many really successful self-published authors these days. Um, but with a traditional one, uh, sorry, with the indie one, is that you have you still have that process where you're sending stuff out to um, to um, some to someone who will either look at it and say no or yes, and then you go through that kind of. They have their in-house editors and they have their in-house whatever so it's like more collaborative um and sometimes it can be a little bit like kind of fictitious as well because it's like it might be something that you really want and they're like it just doesn't work and you have that kind of thing whereas like you know with self-published authors they will hire a lot of them will hire or, or find an editor but at the end of the day the book stops with them and it's very much like no it's my my decision mind this minus and when you go with trad um it's a lot more kind of, you know, our way or nothing. <laughs> You'll get it accepted and they'll be kind of like, well, we want to change this, 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 and this, and this. Like, I know um, an Irish author who does um, historical fiction. Okay. And then for, for a traditional uh, publishing house and um, it, one of the books got released in America for the first time. So they had like, she'd been working with the uh, English branch for a quite a, a while and then the american when they were getting it ready to go out america she was like it's just a completely different level of like just notes about from era and she was, she was like getting notes from people that she'd never met and didn't know who they were and <laughs> like change this and change this and change this and it was like her agent was like kind of fighting back on some things but like at the end of the day they're like listen if we don't do it they're not going to release it and um, yeah yeah so it's like it's different and it's something it would be it is actually something that i would like to try my hand at um at some point after i've kind of finished this these series that i'm doing because I, I have contracts with with my with my publisher that i it's crazy fulfill. um but i would like to um try it and see if i can if i can do it um and i wouldn't rule out self-publishing in the future either because i think um yeah, I think it's all it's all it's all viable these days, and that's the great thing about the internet is that um, if you're unsure about how to do something, there's a video for it on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and that's great that you've got your 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 son involved as well. That's brilliant because I'm I'm similar. I got um, a lot of my stories from my kids' book 
from my own children. So it's it's great to be able to involve them with that to, to, for them to remember, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit young at the minute for what I can I write, but I'm like, one day you you <laughs> yeah. this and you might like it. And I yeah, hope you quite, do. <laughs> yeah, great stuff, great stuff, yeah. And um, I was going to ask it as well. Um, I can see um, you do a kind of a podcast as well. Uh, do you want to talk a bit about that, um, what, what, what the podcast is about, um, Dave? Sure, yeah. Yeah, so it's, um, so it's called Ease in the Reader, so um, it's... Uh, which is named after um, a pub. So it's, it's a it's um it's a Wheel of Time podcast. So uh, I know uh, like it's a Wheel of Time is like a huge uh, uh, one of my favourites. And um, obviously there's there's a Amazon TV show coming out in this year. So like um, it's been kind of like it was supposed to be out already, but the pandemic kind of delayed. What have you? Like it delayed everything else. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I was I was on a I was on a podcast last year talking to someone who's a fantasy writer and um he was saying now he he never well he'd read the first one when he was in university because when he's Swedish and they had to read it as part of their syllabus okay. um, for what he was doing in university, right? Which is like, well, I wish I, I wish I went to that university. That sounds great. But he hated it. He hated the first one because when, you know, when you're forced to read something, like you, yeah. you don't, you know. Um, so I was like, oh, you should get back into it. Like, you, you know, all this kind of stuff. So we decided to do this. It started as a podcast and now as a YouTube channel on the podcast. And um, it's, called, it's called Ease in the Reader. Um, so there's a pub in the Wheel of Time called Ease in the Badger, which always stuck with me. And I was like, well, what we're going to do is like, I, I've read it. 20 times now the series altogether and he's reading it for the first time and it'll, so there'll be people that may have just been picking it up that'll follow along with us and whatever so that's why it's called ease in the reader but then we, we kind of look at it as well from like um uh writing standpoint and we look at like kind of uh techniques that robert jordan used and decisions that he made and um differences between the books then where he's kind of changed his style a little bit or found something that may have worked a little bit better um and, and mistakes as well that he, um that he's made which he has you know been undocumented saying that you know, he'd, he'd rather than a different way but what's interesting as well as well looking at it is um it's obviously getting updated now for the tv show and it was quite progressive for its time um with the themes that are in it and everything but he started writing the first one in the early 80s so it's like it's 40 years old now and you know yeah. things have changed right so it's interesting to kind of look at some things and go you know what um not even in the some but some of the themes and some of the things that happen you'd be like oh, i don't think you get away with that these days but also the, the way that it's written there's, there's some things that you get told by editors that like never do this never ever do this anymore well, it's in these books. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, and other than Lord of the Rings, it's the most successful mm. fantasy series of books of all time, right? So it's um, it's it's interesting to look at those kind of things. But that, that's kind of what we do. We we talk about um, stuff to do with the TV show that's coming up, and um, any other kind of news. We have guests on from like the Wheel of Time community, and yeah, it's good. It's it's, it's a good excuse to to. Um, to talk about the wheel of time for an hour or so once every two weeks <laughs> great stuff great stuff yeah share that with me as well so i can put it on the show notes for people to to, to have a look and i'll have a look myself thanks very much for that yeah yeah, well great. yeah. yeah so that probably moves on nicely to the next question your do you have a favorite author or book yourself that kind of influenced influenced yourself um dave yeah 
Um, I mean, obviously, Wheel of Time and Robert Jordan, yeah, but like, that's yeah. not always my answer, so I'll, I'll say something else. Um, so, more, more like, obviously, like Tolkien as well with Lord of the Rings, like, uh, and that's such a such a, such an influence, like, you know, um, everything, and and just again, just looking at like the, the world building that he did and just the, the time. I mean, he never finished writing what he was working on like he, he he died before he finished it and it was like so many different versions of what he was working on the lord of the rings was just a small part of it um but like more kind of um more kind of modern um i really like uh java crombie who is um is kind of like um is kind of like the, the main kind of face for like a movement in fantasy it's called grimdark which is very kind of like low fantasy where it's not much magic or anything and it's very kind of like military like almost military based but it's like um all about like normal people basically and yeah. it's very it's it's very as it says grimdark it's very kind of like relentlessly grim and there's a few but he's very very funny though he's he's the grimness comes from like a real funny place with his one. I've read some more Grimdark books where it's just like relentlessly grim and it's just like, oh, this is just, I, I just need this to be over. <laughs> right? oh, yeah. And once I, start, once I start reading something, I can't stop myself. I have no. to keep going. Um, Java Crombie, like he's got a great, great sense of humour. And um, to tie it back in with Wheel of Time, uh, I'm a bit, I'm a big fan of uh, Brandon Sanderson, who had his own and he's because now he's probably the biggest name in fantasy but he finished the wheel of time series off after robert jordan died he, he, came, he came in and finished the series off um and he's like which is which is a daunting task and he but he pulled it off really well and he's um yeah he's very good and one of like a review of in solitude shadow my book someone uh like a, a web a fancy website said it was the um the best fancy novella they read since Brandon Sanderson's Emperor's Soul, which was a uh, really um, I kind of I was tempted to print it off and just stick it on my wall. Just like, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't done that. I, I might do one day. <laughs> <laughs> if the pandemic goes on much longer, you probably will. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um. No, that's great. That's that's a great list. Yeah, and then um, I suppose movies as well. I know Lord of the Rings would be a big one for you. Um, I can tell. But uh, any other movies yourself that one of your favorites? Your favorites? Yeah, I'm I'm a big cinephile. Like I, I studied um, film at university, so like uh, I I love film. That's what I wanted. That's actually when I was a kid. That's what I wanted to do. I was like, I'd love to be a, not an actor. I was like, I'd love to be a film director. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I love I love so many films. Like one of, jeez, uh, I can't even. I, I'm a big fan of westerns. Love westerns, right? Uh, since I was a kid, and there's so many classic ones um, that are just like you know, Unforgiven is probably the best one. The, the Clint Eastwood one. Yeah. Love um, noir films. So like, um, L.A. Confidential, Chinatown. Um, love all the kind of I love films in the 40s like Casablanca and stuff like that as well but um make it a bit more modern like I watched the uh, the Matrix Resurrections trailer today and I was like oh man I can't wait for this because I still remember the first time I'm a big Star Wars fan and like oh, the Matrix came out yeah the Matrix came out the same month as the Phantom Menace and um I remember being so disappointed with the Phantom Menace at the time I was like 16 at the time and I went to watch The Matrix, like, I think the same day, actually, because they're both in the cinema. And I was just like, 
blown away by the Matrix. And yeah, yeah. I'd seen the trailers for it and just thought, I was like, look, look Keanu Reeves in it. I was like, this is going to be crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At that time, that's what it was. Like. He was in like Johnny Mnemonic and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, you know, he, um, so I was like, oh, I'll just go and watch it. And I was like, just amazed by it. And uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I, I like the sequels. Like, I, I, I have a soft spot for the second one. And to give or take the third, but um, I watched uh, I watched this trailer today and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for more Matrix. Oh, yeah, class. Yeah, I'm with you there. Like, no, it's a great list there. Thanks very much. And, you know, because Clint Eastwood was one of my favorites growing up as well. I'm with you there. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And music wise, what, what kind of music do you like to listen to when you're not, when you're not doing the writing? Um, well, I, I listen to music while I write. I, I'm okay. one of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Uh, but I usually put on like kind of playlists that suit what I'm kind of writing. So I listen to a lot of film scores when I'm writing um, yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. But again, like I've got quite a big mix. Like I have a, I have a Led Zeppelin tattoo oh, on class, my arm. Yeah, class. Yeah, um, Led Zeppelin would be big one. The Beatles. Uh, I could. I think if I went on Mastermind, like I, I can. There's two things that I think that I could um, do well. Mastermind would be Beatles and That'd Lord of the Rings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen Led Zeppelin live? Have you ever seen them? Oh no, I, 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 I could have. I, I, when they had the reunion tour, um, I, I was tempted to get tickets, but. I was kind of like, if, if the rubbish, it'll just destroy oh, my life. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so I did it, but apparently they were amazing as well. I really regret not doing it. But yeah, let's say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm into like uh, rep, um, uh, 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 kind of rebel radio kind of outlaw, outlaw country like Waylon Jennings and mm. Willie Nelson and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, just basically anything that's, not from this, anything that's not from this decade, really. Just anything before... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you get to a certain kind of age and you just kind of it's just like I know what I like and it, and it came out a long time ago yeah yeah big time big time now this has been great thanks very much for coming on and uh, I hope your, your books do really really well um, so this just the last question just because it's a motivational podcast if you could kind of say to anybody in writing or any, any aspect um, what, what kind of advice would you give them to keep themselves motivated um, I suppose it, 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 through the, the rest of the, the this pandemic and these hard times. Um, well, one of the main things is 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 to write something that you would love to, to read yourself, and and not and and, and showing it other people is important. Uh, letting other people see it is important, especially when you're writing it, like because just to see if it works. But, but it has to be something that you're gonna enjoy, and then once it's ready to come out. There's always, it's always going to be people that will, will that will enjoy it as well. And even if it's just one person that enjoys it and it, yeah. and it sticks with them, it's going to change that. It's going to add value to to to, to their like you know their yeah. life basically because they've seen something that you've created and it's there. And um, you know, I, I went into my local library um, a few weeks ago when I saw my books in the library and that was just like, it was such a thrill. And it wasn't anything that I expected that I'd ever see. And um, and it was like, you know what? Some kid is just gonna pick my book up at some point and read it and it, then, and it may be something that sticks with them. And that's just a great kind of um, thought to have. So yeah. Um, it, it's creating stuff is difficult as you know like you you're, you're, you you do it and it's um there's always a lot of like barriers in the way and a lot of hurdles to overcome and yeah once you once you've done it it's something to be proud of 
No, that's great. That's brilliant voice. Thanks very much, Dave. Yeah, so uh, Dave Green, everybody, thanks very much for coming on tonight. It was great been talk, talking to you this evening. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Okay, so that, thanks a lot for everybody for tuning in tonight's today's podcast, Mark's Motivational Podcast. That was Dave Green. I'm going to share all your um, all the links to your, your books and um, your podcast as well. So um, stay, so everybody check that out. Um, so thanks for listening. Talk to you real soon. Take care. Yeah, thanks for tuning to today's podcast, Mark's Motivational Podcast, Arthur's Tuesday with Dave Green. Um, so I'm going to share all his links to his books and his website on the show notes. So make sure to check them out and um, stay tuned for Touristy, where I'm going to speak to Orlando Zucchetto again um, around the NLP anchoring. So uh, looking forward to that. So take good care of yourselves and talk to you soon. Slow and fall. Good night.